Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Moments ago, uh, well, I guess an hour ago, Middlecoff texted me and said, what did you say about Sam Darnold? Sneaky good game, week 17. I was like, all right. He threw for over 300 yards. Brady threw for a bunch of yards. Bucks won the game. I was like, all right, maybe Middlecoff's feeling it. Just watch the best game. Wrong impression. Let me watch the Saints game when Darnold was 5 for 11, week 18. And I got to tell you, he's better than the numbers in that game. So could Sam Darnold end up as the 49ers starter? It's not as far-fetched as that first thought may seem because he's definitely better than a third-string quarterback. And he might be better than the 49ers backup, whoever that is. Based on the game that I watched, and when you factor in his playing experience, 55 career starts, you know, the pedigree, his youth, he, I would say he'd be immediately one of the better backup quarterbacks in the league. When you factor in a lot of the old guys that hung around forever, think about like the Shobs and the Colton McCoys and these guys that chase Daniel the moment they have to play, you're screwed. Yeah. This guy, I would say, quote unquote, resurrected his career a little bit the end of this season, right? Because it was not going well after 2021 when he got his fifth year option picked up. They made the trade. And then the offseason, they had a trade for Baker Mayfield. But I think the life that he showed, I mean, in the game against Tampa, which, listen, this is not the Tampa defense from a couple years ago. Dak Prescott threw for 700 yards or whatever in that Monday night playoff game. So it was, he's not playing the 85 Bears here. But arm strength, you know, he's, we know he's a mobile guy. I wouldn't call him a runner, but he's definitely not some stiff, right? He can move. To me, his arm strength was more impressive than I remember several years ago, where I thought, you know, for a big, he was like one of your classic, like six foot four pitchers that only throws 92. That's what he Joe felt like. Yeah, a little bit stronger arm than that, but in that, in that world, you know, uh, I, I felt like he was throwing more like, 94, 95, which and just a little more pop and zip on his arm through a beautiful touch pass to DJ Moore, which I still can't believe the Carolina Panthers traded because he just you can't watch Carolina if they're functional in the game without him just making plays. Uh, God, I mean, they, they might have really had something with Christian, DJ Moore, him, LaVishka, you know, flying Steve Wilkes. out there. Yeah, solid defense. I mean, they, no wonder they, they were coming on. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I just find him – I'm very intrigued. I'm very intrigued. And I, I think one thing that – a rumor that was bubbling, which, let's face it, probably agent-driven, this guy has more to work with than Baker Mayfield. And Baker Mayfield was out there as a potential – I wouldn't just say 49er connection, just a lot of teams sniffing around as a guy, you know – could be a backup, could be a starter. I, I would rather have Sam Darnold, especially I think when you factor in zero issues as a human being. <laughs> yep. Youth, a little younger, right? A little younger for sure. And Nick Bosa doesn't hate him. That helps as well. Uh, so I want yeah, so you mentioned one throw. I'm with you. I also thought watching the Saints game, his second throw of the game, he makes this seven-step drop. 
a lot of play action, a lot of deep drops, and a lot of quick throws. So, you know, he's done stuff that Kyle Shanahan wants his quarterbacks to do. Uh, deep drop, hangs in a pocket, effortless 50-yard throw down the sideline to DJ Moore. You know, when you watch 49ers quarterbacks, you don't get accustomed to down side, you know, downfield sideline throws. But it was a pretty effortless. It was 50 air yards. It was from his own 30 to the opposite 20. Doesn't complete it. Just off of DJ Moore's fingertips. DJ Moore had beaten his guy down the sideline. Kind of one of those step for step, a half step, throws it where only his guy can get it. His guy doesn't get it. Maybe there's a PI. It's not called. But I thought what was really impressive about the throw, there was no hump to it. On a 50-yard throw, it was, you know, it 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 was not a rainbow. It was a laser 50-yard throw. Later in that game, again, he was five of ten or five and eleven in this game. So I I turned on the tape, expecting him to look bad. He didn't. He throws two interceptions, one kind of a seam throw where the safety comes over and takes it away in the end zone or just in front of the end zone. The other was one of those where the he's trying to hit DJ Moore, who's open down the sideline again, like really open, and he gets the right tackle, gets pushed into him, and so he can't follow through, and the ball kind of hangs up and gets picked. But New Orleans, it's in a tie game late. New Orleans misses the field goal. Carolina gets the ball back, and Donald hits some big throws, including one just before uh, they're able to get a timeout with three seconds left to set up the – the game-winning field goal. Um, he was more athletic. I, I watched him and thought, this guy looks healthy. That's what I thought watching him. He had to get out of the pocket a ton. A ton. He was flush from the pocket in that Saints game. And he got sacked a couple of times, but for the most part, it was kind of Brock-ish. You know, like you're watching it going, where are you going, man? Where are you going? Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. And he did a good job of either getting rid of the ball, avoiding a sack, or picking up a couple of yards on a few occasions. So he was... Yeah, I came away thinking more athletic. Maybe it's because he's healthy and better arm than I remember. I, I was texting with someone that was like, you, you know, what makes this situation very unique, you know, is Kyle clearly gets quarterbacks who aren't viewed around the league, you know, Purdy, uh, Mullins, you know, e even Jimmy, you know, are not viewed as like the high, high-end talents, and he just has a natural – inclination to be drawn to them if they do something clearly you know he's not the most open with it but it's it's once you follow the 49ers closely enough you kind of have an idea of what he kind of looks for clearly the character stuff is a big deal as well so it's like a total package thing with his quarterbacks is that you know this is still somewhat of a moldable guy yet who's played a lot and they're different players but like this is someone that Kyle I would say has been drawn to now for years uh, they, they didn't have the chance, you know, when he came out because they were at nine and they, they had Jimmy at the time. It's not like they were going to take him then, but last year or two years ago when he was available, never forget like when Andy traded for Alex. Now, Alex, I would say had really resurrected his career given that he was the starting quarterback on a playoff team, but like go back and look at his stats <laughs> like in 2011 on the 49ers, the year that they went to the NFC championship game, he, he wasn't lighting the world on fire. And when I believe in you, my point is like Andy Reid really believed in Alex Smith. It was just, he, he was just drawn to the player. Now they had to trade more for him. I, I'm not, it's not an apples to apples comparison, but like there was still more to the player to bring out and you just got to get your hands on him. And, and I think that just enables Kyle this signing. I, Cause watching that tape of just that Tampa game, I went at this age, you wouldn't think this guy could get six, $7 million or something. And I, I wonder if this is one of your classic, like, 
And there are some of these coaches now that kind of have it, right? You, you would put Andy at the top of the list if he went to someone. I would say Kyle McVay. If they really sell you on, I believe in you, I'm the play caller, let me, let me help me help you. And I, I wonder if by the time this press conference comes out, some of it kind of comes out with Kyle or John or obviously Sam talking about the relationship and the conversation that they had in the intrigue of this spot. Because I, I would be stunned, Guy, if this wasn't a player that a lot of teams were sniffing around at, at that price point, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it's not like they gave him $8 million. I mean, they gave but, him three and a half, which is solid for the Niners, which is a number. But just to, when you watch the player, you think he's worth more to the league. Yeah. I did think when I saw three and a half guaranteed, that's not what you pay your third string quarterback. We don't pay your third string quarterback anything. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, last year they paid Sudfeld a million. But he was their, but he was their backup quarterback. Jimmy wasn't gonna be, yeah, that's when they thought Jimmy wasn't going to be back. They would have made him their third string quarterback, it, we thought, and then Brock Purdy beat him out. Um, Or at least Brock Purdy impressed them enough to make him the quarterback. You, you know how many years Alex Smith was on the Chiefs? Four. Yeah, five. It's a long yeah. time. He didn't become a efficient passer in terms of completion percentage until his last year with the Niners when he was 70%. He had never been over 61% in his career, except, well, he was 61.3 the year prior. He'd only twice in his career before 2012 been over a 60% passer. So that was year seven for him that he became an efficient passer. He was 61% his first year in Kansas City, and then he was 65 and up the rest of the way in Kansas City. You know, if Brock Purdy is on the Panthers last year, like Sam Darnold, is he the 67% passer he was for the 49ers? If Sam Darnold is on the Niners last year, is he a 58% passer, which is what he was for Carolina? It'd go to reason that it'd be harder for Brock to be 67 on that Panthers team. It'd be easier for Darnold to not be 58 on the Niners. So... I just think you, I, I'm with you. I think you, I think you see a lot of what might work, and you just think about it. You go, okay, is it crazy to say he might be their starter? Well, Brock has started five games plus the postseason and is recovering from surgery. Trey, as you pointed out on Monday, has never started back-to-back games in his career. So the only thing that would be crazy is to say that Sam couldn't. That would be the crazy thing: is to not be able to envision a scenario. 55 at 25 years old, 55 career starts. So his playing experience of the other two guys that are in the room, one coming off a broken foot that needed a second surgery. And the other guy has an apparatus in his elbow. Like, so it's, it's, it's laughable. Again, I, the, the bar that I hold Twitter do, but see some of the reactions of like, and then when you just watch the guy at the end of the season and you go, yeah, DJ Moore's really good, but who else? He's playing with LaVishka Chenault. You and I like him, but I, I don't think he's viewed around the league as like a, I mean, the next Jamar Chase career. More because we have a soft spot, not because we're grinding the film and think so that he's not you just envision this guy that has seen all this shit, who now has seen good and the bad, has been through a lot, who was coming off momentum playing good football, and now, he's th- and now he gets to play with who? Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Juwan Jennings. Christian McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell, and like seven other running backs that will be used as other guys go down. <laughs> like, I mean, it's it's going to work. It, it, like, I, I watched the game against Tampa and went, the 49ers could 100% win with this guy. Now, win the Super Bowl, win playoff games, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, week one, if this guy's your starter, the 49ers will be favored. <laughs> I mean, unless they're playing, like, the Chiefs, the Bengals, 
or potentially like the Eagles, like any other team, like they're going to be favored if this guy's their starter. That's a fact. I mean, that's just a reality. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be the starter, but I do think it's going to be very, very difficult, guy. I have a hard time. What I witnessed against Tampa, just how calm and comfortable he is, and he should be. 55, that was his what? 54th career start. The guy no, that he's going to be five careers. Oh, yeah. 55. But I'm saying yeah. like week 17, he, you know, two more games. So it would have been his 54th. The other guy, he's going to bring stuff to the table that the other guy just can't even begin to replicate. Do you know how many interceptions per game he have per start he averages? I would imagine he's thrown a lot in his career. One. It's easy math because he has 55 starts and 55 interceptions against 61 touchdowns. He's had some Belichick games where he's probably thrown three or four, right? I played for the Jets, played for the Panthers. Um, But, you know, that that would be one thing that would be unacceptable from the 49ers quarterback when you play with this level of defense is taking more chance, right? That is unacceptable for 49ers quarterbacks. A lot of interceptions. There's no reason for it. Well, Jimmy's thrown a few. (laughs) Jimmy has thrown a few. Jimmy has thrown a few. But there's no reason for it. But but in interceptions are inevitable. I just watched the guy pass against Tampa and go with the weapons that he has. I could live with 12. If you get again, same with Purdy who didn't throw that many, but if he was the full-time starter would throw more. If you get me 32 plus touchdowns, right? right? It was, it was the math never added up. It's like, well, he only threw nine picks, but he threw 18 touchdowns. Like, well, can I get some more explosion in the passing game? That is why the excitement came with Purdy, right? Yeah. Multiple touchdowns every single game. If you just average 1.8 touchdown a game in 17-game season, like you're right around 30. The Niners would die for 30 touchdown passes. Why? Because they're going to get a lot of rushing touchdowns with their running backs slash Debo. So if you get me 29 to 33 range, they're just going to be one of the better offenses in the league because their fucking head coach is from the 50s, and he likes to run the ball. The, the, The question mark has been, can they be an explosive passing offense with the they have the weapons, it was just they couldn't get the throws right. Mohammed says <laughs> Trey Lance uh started back to back games last year, week one and two. Sorry, let me amend it. Started and finished back to back games. Yeah, is that correct? Uh, Mustafa says it's so obvious. I stole, these- I stole someone tweeted that and I was like, that's a good line. So I, I good- won't roll with it. Uh, it's so obvious these two don't want Trey Lance to get the chance to start. Um, you're talking to two people who said draft Trey Lance, and you're talking to two people who said replace Jimmy Garoppolo with Trey Lance. So it's not about what we want Trey Lance to be. It's about what the evidence says so far your best chance to win is. Yeah, I, I'm completely unemotional to football when it comes to the 49ers and their chances. All I care about is I want them winning and in the playoffs making runs. And if Trey Lance is that guy, so be it. Let's roll. But what I've witnessed out of Sam Darnold at the end of the season, Trey Lance isn't that good. And it's isn't like, as is it un- Sam Darnold. Yeah, is it? Yeah, exactly. Is it unfair? Whatever, maybe. But it's just the reality of the business that he's in, and he's going into year three with career four starts, several injuries, and just it's not gone well. You know, and, and unfair to him, the, the the trade and the way he's talked about, and this will happen with the future Carolina like he can't control any of that. But there are all these other variables and all the other picks that he was traded for, who they turned into, a Hall of Fame wide receiver, a, a star coach, you know, just yeah, it, it it just is what it is. And it's just it's created this, 
you know, this extra variable of him also as a player that needs all these reps and this time, but he doesn't have the time because this team is on a timeline that doesn't fit his timeline. I.e., I would say a little like James Wiseman E. Well, unless he takes a jump, unless he improves enough to, you know, he hasn't played a lot. So maybe there are opportunities for Trey to make the improvement to the point that makes him the starting quarterback. Maybe everyone else gets hurt. And he is the starting quarterback. There are still scenarios, I think, where the door is open for Trey Lance. But unlike last year, it's not going to get handed to him. And the and, leash, if they end up there, won't, will not be long. Yeah. Right? He was getting a long leash last year, non-injury, correct? Yeah. And that, that leash might have been six, seven games. You know, it might not have been the entire season or whatever. This might not be your prototypical leash for a super young player that you traded a lot. But he was still getting a leash. That, yeah. that leash has been more than cut in half moving forward. And that's, I think, a big part of the Wiseman comp you just made for uh, NBA fans. Uh, all right, well, let's talk about the Trey Lance aspect of this. This is setting up to be a very unique season for Trey Lance. He has not had an offseason quite like this before, in a good way, maybe, right? Sam Darnold comes in. We just talked about Sam Darnold. And looks like if you're Darnold, you walk in believing maybe you can be the starter. Kyle Shanahan has a history of wanting to believe in Sam Darnold, he finally gets him. So the question is, does having Sam Darnold around make Trey Lance better in any way? Because we can agree he needs to get better in order to become the starting quarterback of the 49ers. It's weird. I you know, I saw Kawakami kind of tweeting about the situation and how this you sign a guy like Sam Darnold, even with Purdy on the shelf, it has recreated the whole Trey Lance conversation again you know, evaluating every practice, evaluating throws relative to the rep count and all that stuff. It's just back with now Sam Darnold. <laughs> and that doesn't even account for, I'm sure they're going to be like, if he's healthy, he's going to be the starter with that being Brock Purdy. But I thought yesterday that Trey Lance was handed the job, right? Going into year two. Yeah. And someone had tweeted at me, well, isn't anyone in his situation, once you make an enormous trade, I thought, yeah, for the most part, in modern-day football, once you make an enormous trade, by the second year, you kind of pivot. I would say the difference is, and this is what makes the 49ers very unique, is that most teams that acquire one of those first, second, or third picks are usually not a Super Bowl contender, right? Like the Panthers just made this enormous trade. No one's going to view them as a Super Bowl contender for the next couple of years. <laughs> That's just not the, the way to – unless Bryce Young immediately is like the MVP of the league by the second year. It's kind of what made Mahomes unique when he got handed the job, but he got the job and he just shot like a rocket ship and never looked back. So he just, there weren't even any questions about like, you know, it was, they probably shouldn't have traded Alex, right? It was just that conversation ended. I'm pretty sure his first start ever year two, I know he started week 17 or whatever his, his rookie year was against the chargers. He threw like four or five touchdowns and it was like, Oh, it's on. And against Rivers, yeah, I, I do think, you know, every other position in the NFL beside like kicker once the season goes is a constant competition, even in games, right? Like a running back could be hot. This, Christian McCaffrey comes off. You ride Elijah Mitchell. Maybe IU gets hot. You don't, you don't throw the ball as much to Debo. Kittle's hot. You're not throwing it to Debo and Ayuk, right? Bosa is taking up double teams next year. Cause maybe Hargrave and Armstead are rolling. Like it's every other position. is like, it's a group effort where quarterbacks not, but I do think in the offseason when you get pressed, and it happens in college all the time, like whenever you hear college quarterbacks talk about, like, you know, when I first got to Michigan, there were these three other quarterbacks. 
when I first got to Alabama, this was the quarterback room. It was just a, I had to keep swinging my way to get to the second spot. I started at the fifth spot. It's a very healthy environment, which kind of ends in the NFL, right? Until you kind of get thrown from the, the, the heap and you have to kind of start back like Sam's doing. And I wonder if like, it's just going to bring out the best in you. Like there, there was just going to be a tangible, like there wasn't that with year one because he had Kyle said from the jump and it was a fact. He has no chance to beat out Jimmy Garoppolo, even though we all kind of wanted it to happen. But Kyle rigged the game, and then looking back two years later, it was impossible. Last year, they rigged it toward che, uh, Trey. Nowadays, you don't have to rig it. They just, let's roll. Trey, in theory, should have a big advantage because he knows all the terminology from Kyle. Maybe there's some carryover over the years that Sam has. But if I'm Sam, I'm in that playbook, balls deep up until the draft, right, until we get on the field, learning this thing. Because I'm thinking like, like we've been talking about injuries and stuff, but I, I think that's very healthy. That that happens with until you become like Nick Bosa or Trent Williams or George Kittle, like where you know like I'm the best player at my position, and I still work my ass off. Every other player, like you, still has to grind, right? I mean, Charvarius needs to grind. Like if he starts sucking, and they had some other corners, like he would eventually get replaced. It's yeah. Just, is that the nature of the sport? Like if Fred Warner just became looking like some low-level starter, he would no longer just be on scholarship, right? And that's a, that's not the way it works. Yeah. But a quarterback kind of does, and it can work to the detriment of a player, I think. And I, I think Trey has kind of been given the crazy NFL reality fast in his career. It's been a, it's been a, a lot like Alex, a very unique early-on career. Even his college career was really unique the way it ended. Had one game his last year. There was no competition. He was the starter going into that year. I don't know, you know, 2019, his one year as a starter. Was there a competition with him and one of the other North Dakota State quarterbacks going into that year? I think he redshirted his first year because what's his name that's on the Chargers? Yeah, and then he just became the starter. I I would assume that he won the job in the offseason. You know, a program like that, are they just handing a guy a job? Maybe they just knew he was better than everyone else. A program like that generally doesn't have multiple quarterbacks with that kind of talent level, right, that they're competing with, although they do have good quarterbacks. I, I don't know exactly what he competed with. But the point is he hasn't really competed for a job he could really win or lose. He did lead them to a natty, right? Oh, yeah, it was incredible. <laughs> I, he earned it. I'm just saying, yeah. was he in a competition? Like you said, last year wasn't a competition. It was handed to him. The year before, you could tell yourself it was a competition. But if you were him, you knew I'm not winning this job. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the quarterback of this team. So there wasn't as much really to lose. You could kind of be content being the backup. There was no shame in losing it because it was rigged from the beginning. So he's been in two rigged competitions in the NFL. In college, it's not so much rigged. It's just you're the starting quarterback. You've earned it, and he had earned it. Um, but it's this is very different. Now, like you said, he should have the advantage of knowing the offense and knowing his teammates. But Darnold knows the knows McCaffrey, if that's worth anything. And Darnold, in theory, knows what the defense is doing in practice because Steve Wilkes is calling the defense a defense that he practiced against all of last year when he was healthy. So it's not the it's not like Darnold. Or it's not like Trey has every advantage here. But, you know, here's what I go back to with Trey. If you want to be optimistic about Trey. One of the reasons the Niners loved him was because of who, what kind of guy they think he is. And I, it does seem like, based on the way he handled last year with Brock, 
they only came out of 2022 even believing stronger that they were right about the human being. And as we talked about with Javon Hargrave, it's really something they emphasize. And it wasn't just the kind of teammate. I, they felt like he had a very good understanding of he, like he was a fast learner coming out of college, like he was smart. Um, part of that evaluation had to also be what kind of competitor are you? And, you know, I think one thing that's hurt Trey's ability to compete is that he has not sped up to NFL speed yet, you know, and it's sort of hard to assert yourself when you haven't physically gotten comfortable yet. And I, I think we can agree he has not looked comfortable in NFL games yet, especially with the thing that you think would be natural, which is running the ball. So, you know, part of this is like, you want to see the Niners have played in big games almost every year under Kyle Shanahan. I mean, they've also played had seasons where they were terrible, but they've had a lot of years in which they've had to overcome adversity. That's what it takes. Well, they never start fast. I they never mean, start right. fast. <laughs> yeah. So here's some early, here's some, you know, Trey's, this is a lot of adversity that Trey Lance has to work his way through between get, being given the job, getting hurt, having the second surgery, watching Brock Purdy take the team to the doorstep of the Super Bowl. Now you're right back in it. You think it's going to be your offseason, and then they sign Sam Darnold. So if Trey comes out of this thing on the other end as the 49ers starter, even though he's yet to really prove a lot on the field, I do think he's a guy that his teammates are seeing him go through quite a bit. We'll have to prove some things behind the scenes. And this is an opportunity for him to do it. Yeah, that's I mean, how I, Brock got everybody's respect, <clears throat> overcoming a ton of adversity. The odds I, against I, I, I think one thing that's going to be clear, at least in the spring praxis, will be accuracy, you know? I, I think feeling like accuracy was something that clearly made them very uncomfortable by the time the fall came. And it's why like I, they, I mean, remember they started talking about the Jimmy situation like in early August. And that was a reflection of you and I went to some of those practices. The ball could fly all over the place. Now it could look good, but it could also go, could look so bad where Kyle goes, well, if this is against, you know, week two Denver, we're in trouble. At the time, we thought Denver was going to be really good, and they ended up somehow losing to them like 11 to 10, but that's a whole other story. But the point is, accuracy is something that means a lot to him because like plays are going to be relatively basic in his offense. Like I'm going to tell you where to throw almost, and it's going to work if you listen. And Jimmy was hit or miss on it, and Trey clearly was hit or miss on it in his limited opportunity, and Brock was not. And it was like they started rattling off 30-plus every game because the one thing you can say about this team is like, Come week one, assuming relative health, whoever the starting quarterback is, has a shitload of weapons. Yeah. Like, there just aren't – like, there's just no excuses. You you have multiple max players at their position, and that's not even counting Ayuk. You know, Juwan Jennings can come on as a fantastic, you know, third wide receiver. He randomly does it throughout a season. And I, I'm not even, you know, banking on yet the, just the natural progression of – Ty Davis Price, LSU guy, Danny Gray was a high thought of valued prospect. One of those two guys could immediately become kind of a player to go on with Christian McCaffrey. You know, so all the he just got you have a lot of talent invested in that area. They just re-signed their center. I, I don't give a shit who their ta right tackle is. I, I don't think the difference is going to be that different between McGlinchey beside their paycheck. Uh we saw the guards last year, like Banks really came on to be have a fantastic season given how his rookie year went. And the Burford rotation maybe doesn't even have to rotate anymore. And you, you feel pretty good about your offensive line. So 
you know, the, whoever the quarterback is, and this was why we were bullish on Trey before we even knew that much about Trey going into year two, because like, God, you just can't ask for much more. Could he be, you know, that's why we were betting on a rookie of the year two years ago, but then he didn't get to play. And then last year, it's like, God, he could have a big season. It's like th- Sam could fit this mold. Trey, could, if you're just a solid player, like I think most people around the NFL is like, you know, people around the Niners probably acted like Purdy was a little too close to Mahomes and Herbert. He's not that. But he's playing well, and with these weapons around, you can kick ass and take names, right? There is no excuse. And with the play caller. We've watched enough Kyle Shanahan. And the defense. And the defense. Yeah, I mean, it's... You got a lot of things going for you. Not only did they start three and four last year, they started three and four with losses to the Bears, (laughs) the Broncos, and the Falcons. Didn't all those teams draft in pretty high? Well, none of them made the playoffs. Well, the Bears are the number one pick. Yeah, the Bears have <laughs> the Broncos. I think have the seventh pick. Seattle has, and uh, the Falcons. Apparently, no salary cap. No, <laughs> for Sean Payton. You're right. And then Brock took over, and it was 33 points against Miami, 35 against Tampa, 21 in a win over Seattle, 37 against Washington, 37 against the Raiders, 38 against the Cardinals, 41 against the Seahawks in the playoffs. So. Well, it's, it's why that they're going to stay pretty loyal to Purdy, if healthy, because he's proven it. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year, you get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at Butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it. Four years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you... Free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at game time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called game time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park, been there a million times, never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app, your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's he has earned when he comes back, they're holding the top spot for him. But, you know, just as we the things we to be fair to Trey, the things you say about Sam, well, he's only this old. He's only 25. Well, he'll be 26 this season. Right. He hasn't played football for a guy who's young. Trey has not played a lot of football for a guy who's young, but he is young and has yet to really get a real opportunity to grow. And there's one way to grow, and that's to play. The one thing you say for Sam, like he's played a ton, a ton of bad football, but he's seen a lot, just like Alex Smith. He'd seen a lot for better or worse and came through it on the other side. This comment that you brought up, Trey is never progressing if he doesn't play. If you're not going to play him, might as well move on. That's not the way the business works. The 49ers gave him a ton of money. They acquired the asset, and it's on him to be good enough. His value, it's not like they have the quarterback situation figured out. <laughs> might as well move on. Why? Like, well, if you still what? like the guy and work, yeah. I mean, for because his value, why the trade conversation is dumb, unless they're totally want to move on, which how could they justify that given their health status? Uh, that their only healthy quarterback is literally Sam Darnold, who, as the time of recording this, isn't even official yet. Uh, <laughs> that his value, like, I, I don't think the highest pick you could get to me would be like a fourth. Because you see some of these quarterbacks over the years that have gone like, you know, former high picks that get traded for a second or third. When Sam got traded, he had played a lot, right? So you had a lot of tape, good and bad, but there was just a lot of information. The information isn't positive enough to be like, well, there's not a lot of information, but like his value is not very high. No, no. His value is highest to you because he's just one of the quarterbacks that you have that knows your offense and you have, you need quarterbacks. Yeah. Now I would say next year, if it plays itself out or you don't think you eventually just like, ultimately the reason that the warriors punted on Wiseman was money, right? Because next year with the tax, it was going to be a 12 million salary. It was actually like $90 million. The the financial ramifications of Trey are set because they gave him the signing bonus. Now it would get it gets a little more complicated after this year, right? If let's say he ends up not really playing this year, and he's the backup or the third string quarterback, it the writing's on the wall, right? They wouldn't be picking up his fifth year option. Does it make sense to just kind of move on after this season? That would be a different conversation than where we sit right now. It doesn't behoove them at all to not at least let the off season and training camp play out, right? Yeah, no rush. And again, you don't have. There's no other. You don't have other quarterbacks who know your offense. Is, is your there offense. is there is there a pick that if you were John Lynch, you would entertain? Like how high would I have to get? Well, we know you would trade him for a one, and you would trade him for a two, a high. You two. you think if I offered pick, see thirty two. So I I'm just gonna pick a. I don't know who this team is, but just an arbitrary kind of a random two fifth pick fifty. Would you trade him right now for pick fifty? I don't think I don't think you can do it right now because Brock's not healthy. I got a text today from a dude on a team that needs a lot. It was like, honestly, this draft kind of stinks. 
So you're saying not, not not us talking about like Will Anderson's and the high guys, but just yeah. overall to me that reflects more like picks twenty to like one twenty. You know, kind of that meat of the second, third, and fourth round picks. I think you have to think about doing it for pick fifty. I don't think you you know part of it is what do they really believe? Is it top of the head scratch? Oh, he's looking good. If you think there's still a ten percent, twenty percent shot that he turns into a good quarterback, he's already your guy. I wouldn't be in a rush. Because you still need other – like, you need quarterbacks. This team has proven you need multiple quarterbacks. Yeah. The likelihood Why? that you end up needing him is higher than the likelihood that your second pick helps you – your second-round pick helps you win a Super Bowl this year. Well, assuming health, I mean, I would you bet on game one, three quarterbacks are in pads and a helmet for the San Francisco 49ers against whoever they're playing? You're saying, like, you 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 have to do that just because of the way your season ended? Well, I don't know. I mean, you would have to say that would be in play, right? That, those are conversations. Guards that have been had. <laughs> if you plan on rotating five guards week one, you probably can't have three quarterbacks dressed. Uh, that's true. You know, you got to your kicker competition bleeds into week one. Yeah, You're you swing. rotate who kicks field goals. Burford plays left guard this this series <laughs> and right tackle this series. Do you have to have I a think... separate kickoff guy? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, Burford. <laughs> It's like, hey, you know, the goal this year, this offseason, is to no longer rotate a guard. Niners are banking on a chance to the, uh, change the emergency QB rule. Yeah, it'd be good. All I did like, I, I get the Chargers credit. Did huh. you see there that what they threw out is the no, no longer have a team. They had a four game window. So, like, if you're an eight and nine team, I think it, it would have worked for the Cowboys. If there's a four game difference between the team that wins a wild card, so it's usually that four seed that has plays in the shittiest division, wins it under 500, hosts the five seed who often, if they're in a good division, can be a 12 or 13 win team. Like that should no longer be allowed. But they're saying there has to be a four game differential. That's what they proposed. My proposal originally was like, if I have more wins than you, I should host. And then I thought, well, if it's like 12, 11, you could argue if you're less than double-digit wins. So if, if you can win a division at nine or eight or worse, you should automatically give up your home game, especially if you're hosting a team that's won 12 What games. if the other team has won 10? You know, it, it could get dicey situation fast. That's why, you know, the competition committees, you know, some of these arguments probably last for a little while. And then, but it's just arbitrary. But four games is a lot of games, right? The difference between I would say ele- I would say 11 and up, and you're a single-digit division winner, so it means nine or below yeah I, should you be able to host someone's like well why does the divisions no the divisions would still matter that's regional rivalries like every game matters in the end you could argue it would make teams try to win like a week 18 game totally agree. Even if their division is wrapped up now how many times does a nine win team have their division wrapped up by the end of uh the season actually last year jacksonville was two games well i don't remember exactly how it played out Week 18. Jacksonville ended up winning the division. Jackson, Jacksonville had to win week 18 against okay. Tennessee. Yeah. So but they won the division with nine wins. But right? yeah. Yeah. But would is you that... have a pro- would you have a problem like a nine and eight team should give up? How but it, here's the thing. The the four seed plays the five seed, and typically I would say on average the five seeds like eleven minimum. Yeah, I mean, last year Jacksonville was the nine, the Chargers Jacksonville had Nine wins, the Chargers had 10. Like, mm, um, yeah, that's true. First of all, the Chargers, 
No, no, you guys, not you guys. I would say two game difference, and you have Chargers to be are looking around their division like, "Fuck, we're not going to win this thing for a decade." Neither are the Raiders. Not with Jimmy in Vegas. <laughs> Jimmy drops back, throws. 